0: All right, Eugenio, how are you doing today, my friend?
1: I'm great, thank you, thank you, Johnson.
0: Now, funny story, Eugenio and I actually were speaking a little bit before, but we had some technical difficulties, but we're back at it again, (laughs) thank God. But I was pretty much asking you, how was your weekend prior to this? yeah
1: so it it was it was pretty cool right yeah and yeah. you know
0: granted it's only saturday we still have a long ways to go thank god yeah i feel like sometimes the weekends are way too short the weeks are like five days long and yes yes definitely i never get Yeah, yeah we need the rest right you know, exactly it's, right it's, yeah we spend i don't know how many countless hours per week just working and working yeah, and working yeah. to be mentally in the mindset that we're only gonna have two days off and then come back at it again? Yeah, you know, what definitely, I mean? yeah, yeah. So, pretty much, Eugenio, you are a life coach. Yes, and we were getting into your life story. Yeah, uh, where you're from. You are from Mexico, so could you please talk yeah. to us about that? Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: so I'm from Mexico. I was born there and I I lived uh, for most of my life there. Right. I had the good fortune of, of doing some study abroad. Mm-hmm. Um, Where I did went you to, study? I went to Australia for oh, one semester. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah, it was an amazing experience, very rich, right. and so afterwards I moved to Boston. Mm-hmm. I transferred my studies to Boston, I finished my studies there, and I, then I moved here to Miami.
0: Got you. And what yeah. made you choose Boston as the city in the United States that you wanted to move to?
1: That, that's a great question. I actually I applied to several universities, uh-huh. you know, like as a strategy, and not not to only like apply to one. And if if he didn't like accept me, then I was I right. had no more chance, right? So exactly. I I decided to apply to ten of them. Okay. Two of them accepted me, uh, Purdue University and and Bentley University, Mm -hmm. and between those, Bentley University was more aligned with what I was looking for, which was an opportunity for working afterwards Mm -hmm. here in the U.S. for some time, like experimenting work here, Mm -hmm. and their career services were very solid, and that's why I chose Bentley University.
0: And from Bentley University, you majored in what?
1: in business management.
0: Got you. Yeah. Okay. So, and then what made you want to move to Miami? What was it that attracted you?
1: I moved here because of my girlfriend, really. Ah, yeah, yeah. It happens. So, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I met her at, at Bentley University. Got you. And I knew that wa- that what I wanted to do didn't require like a, like a specific location mm-hmm. or place. So, anywhere in the U.S. would be, like, really uh, good for me. Right. And I really wanted to be closer to my family. I'm a very family person. I mm-hmm. really value family. So, Miami is way closer to Mexico than Boston is. Right. And I had initially thought about Texas, mm-hmm. but my girlfriend moved here to Miami. And, and you know, gotcha. I've, yeah, I've invested a lot in that relationship, right. like, in Exploring it, opening ourselves up, and you know, really getting to to know each other at a deeper level, and I really appreciate it. So that's good. That's why, yeah.
0: Now, before you wanted to get yourself more deeply involved with your significant other, you also had to get a little bit deeper in touch with yourself. Yes, totally, completely. Who was Eugenio in Mexico? Wow, that's. (laughs)
1: That's a great question, Johnson, because if you ask like the people that really, really know me, that have known known me for like a long time, they could easily tell you that they've known at least five different Eugenios. At least. And I think pretty much like, um, I I think I believe that, or from my experience, I can tell you that, that we evolve as human beings, right? We're not like a set specific Uh, like personality Mm -hmm. it's always like evolving and growing more so if that's what you search for right like to grow as a person right um so I'm gonna tell you for instance like I used to be uh super lazy Mm -hmm. like I would uh, spend most of my days and most of the time at the couch I would easily watch four movies in one day Mm. like one movie after the other yeah completely all in a row yeah all in a row. Uh, I would eat a lot of junk food, um, I would smoke, I would drink with my friends, not like in an excessive way, maybe in the weekends a little bit, right. but, um, but yeah, so I wouldn't really get anything out of life, like, I was just completely, um, I don't know, like, does that make sense? Like, yeah, of yeah, course, like, of yeah. course. And one day I really got, you know, I started asking myself very big questions, you know, like, what like what am I doing with my life? Right. Uh, what is this all about? What is like the purpose of this? Uh, what am I doing with my time here? And that completely changed my mindset into being very like success driven, mm-hmm. uh, but not in a healthy way. Right. Like very ambitious, right? Okay. Like I wanted to become a millionaire suddenly, and I wanted to make a lot of money and and have like a big office like in the top of a building with a great view and like you know like just like material abundance right and that got me to work so I started working I started to read a lot about personal development a lot of stuff and I really started to change my life I I also started to eat healthier I went to I started to go to the gym and so it was a completely new Eugenio right? right completely new and although I was changing a lot, still I felt like empty inside. I Mm -hmm. I started to have like material success, and not that much, but I I could see where the road was taking me, and I noticed that that wasn't really making me feel full, Mm -hmm. or fulfilled. And so I changed again. And then I started to drop all of that. I became a yoga teacher. Oh, there we go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
0: And how long were you practicing yoga for? Uh,
1: For like a year or so, or more. Mm and I became a yoga teacher I became way more like yogi and you know like peace and started to read a lot of more like existential stuff and and you know like um, do you still practice yoga today I wish I could because it's an amazing practice not only for the body but because it makes you um, in so many ways it allows you to become like aware in movement Mm. if that makes sense it's like a moving meditation it's it's pretty amazing the thing is that i don't have uh, a yoga studio near me right or, i mean there are many but i don't have a car right now mm-hmm. um so i'm not going to any and and although like i'm a teacher and i i know like the sequences mm-hmm. i like doing yoga with a teacher you mm-hmm. know like someone who guides me so i can pay full attention to my posture All And right and the, the practice itself, itself right. instead of guiding myself. Right, because you know, at so. the
0: end of the day, we're always um, willing to learn and keep growing in exactly. ourselves and we could never fully be a master of our craft, Yeah. if that makes sense. Yes, exactly.
1: Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. the teacher is an essential part, right? right. And, and yeah, so exactly.
0: Right, so then you became a yogi yeah
1: Amen. and then uh, from becoming a yogi, uh that led me to starting mindfulness right and I started all, like in all of this personal growth from where I began, uh there was always this line of trend of getting to know myself at a deeper level, mm-hmm. right like who am I really what do I really want of, out of life? So I was kind of experimenting different things, right? Like the success avenue, the yogi avenue, you know, and then I, that got me into mindfulness Correct. and into practicing meditation and more than anything, being present, right. right? And discovering what life is from paying attention to what's happening now, right. you know? Like mm-hmm. this, really, what is this? Right. That's the big question, what is this? Right. And so I became a mindfulness teacher as well. Mm-hmm and um, that I had the opportunity to do in Boston while while I was studying there and I got to uh, do an internship at a mindfulness center and I noticed that I think meditation was like one of the biggest changes that I had in my life because it allowed me to recognize myself as I am right now mm-hmm. and it allowed me to explore myself at a very deeper level and once I saw the value in that, that's what really got me kind of, um, that was kind of like the gateway into life coaching. Right. Because I noticed there isn't like any greater value than the present moment. Like this, that, and by the present moment, I don't mean like a concept or anything. I of mean course. like this that we're living right now. Right. You know? Like this is the only thing we have. Mm-hmm. And this is the only place where we can really know ourselves. Mm-hmm and be aware of our thoughts, how our thoughts influence our behavior, our emotions, mm-hmm. which influence what we do, right? right? And the effects that we that we have in life, mm-hmm. and, you know, everything, really, everything.
0: Right. Now, I'm pretty sure that you're still a human being at the end of the day. Yeah. And though you know everything to kind of, like, get you through and, uh, how to become more sex for more successful from a mind process? Do you ever have times where like you get down on yourself and things like that, or demotivated even? And how do you pick yourself back up from there? Yes, of course,
1: mm-hmm. it happens a lot. Right? Yeah, it's really it's always part of the process. You know, there's been a lot of like confusion, right? Like stress, like those questions of you know like am I like really gonna get something out of this? Right. And then there's also like outer voices like. Uh, like from family and friends who, right. who are people that, that I know they love me a lot mm-hmm. and that really want the best for me. Right. And then I think that the path that I'm taking mm-hmm. isn't, or, or maybe not like the best one, right? right. And so for that protection, like in, in protecting me, they, they may tell me like, or give me advice of doing other ways, right. you know, like taking a more safer path uh, that will maybe allow me to live uh, like uh, not l- not like a wealthy life. But but more fruitfully. Yeah, but, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, that's interesting that you bring that up because a lot of people deal with that, right? Yeah. Outside distractions, Definitely. outside interference, and things of that nature. Me personally, I've dealt with it as well. I've kind of had moments where I knew exactly what I wanted to do in life, yeah. but then I also knew what other people wanted from me. Exactly. And so that's I kind thing. of catered to the other people kind of neglecting myself and understanding that there's times where we have to put ourselves first because at the end of the day it's kind of like how people always tell us we came in this world by ourselves and we're going to leave by ourselves as well exactly what is the legacy that we're going to leave behind you know at the end of the day are we going to be somebody who followed their own dreams created their own success or are we going to fall pretty much to i guess what everybody else wants us to be and that so how did you overcome that yes exactly
1: so um it's interesting so because i i began to understand that these people uh, they they tell me to do otherwise right or what they think that that like what's best for me right because they love me right yeah and it's the same for you and right. every every single person that tells you you know like you should be doing this not that right they do them because you know they love you and they want the best for you right mm-hmm. and so i began to understand them and as i began to understand them i tried to explain like the why i wanted to do what i wanted to do to mm-hmm. them and how it might be beneficial and you know and the power in that right so, it, so it, instead of coming from a place of resisting them mm-hmm. it was more of an understanding mm-hmm. them and understanding myself right. and allowing that communication to flow more efficiently and effectively right And so right now they are my biggest supporters actually, Mm -hmm. you know, at the beginning, they may, like, they may have been like, you know, like, is that really what you want to do? Like, what if you don't, you know, like, if you're not able to support a family that way, Mm -hmm. you know, like, and everything. And now they support me so much they like they help me like divulge you know the messages that i want to give and they help me get clients some of them are my clients actually
0: i was just about to ask you that because yeah. now the roles have kind of switched right exactly you've reached this point of i guess we can call success for yourself and now the people who are in your inner circle kind of the ones who gave you i guess advice on what you should do in life do they come to you for advice now because that you pretty much made it and you told them where you wanted to go and now you're there
1: yeah Mm -hmm. i mean
0: and especially something so interesting as a life coach as well something that i think we all need at the end of the day right yeah yeah push the moral support and stuff like that
1: well i i just want to say uh that i don't feel like i've made it Mm. because as you said like you can really you know like master you know it's we're always like crafting ourselves right and I, I still, like, see a lot of growth, uh, you know, in the way, a lot of many ways where I can grow. Uh, but I do have, um, I've been able to show uh, to these people that, you know, my inner circle, uh, the ways in which I've grown. Mm-hmm. And they do have become very interested in those ways. And they do come for advice in those things, you right. know, on, on on getting to know themselves at a deeper level, uh, you know, what, what their whys behind their behaviors and how can they change that and mm-hmm. get to know themselves and how to lead themselves more right. than anything. Correct. And, and, and yeah, so... Right. Uh, yeah.
0: And I'm sure that you have not only a lot of eyes on you in Miami, but in Mexico as well, which is your native home. So do you actually practice in Mexico as well? As do you, uh, I guess both... Yes. In Miami and Mexico. Yeah, yeah, gotcha.
1: yeah. So in Miami, I'm still getting, uh, like, getting out there, getting to, you know, reach out to people. Mm-hmm. I actually have more practice in Mexico than mm-hmm. I do in Miami. Right. Yeah.
0: What are the What are some of the struggles you deal with? Uh, I guess growing your practice in Miami. Like, what are some things that you yeah. feel like you can improve on, or what do you feel are some things that are even holding you back?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think. I think they're uh, more than like struggles, it's really like focusing on the opportunities okay. of, you know, like what, where can I serve out there, right. you know, like, so I'm I'm new to Miami, I'm, I've never been here before, like I've been, um, I, I haven't been here for so long, and so the opportunity is in how, how can I get this message to the people of Miami, you know, how can I reach out to them, and how can I make myself available right. to them? You know, correct. Um, and and what what holds me back? This is a very interesting question because you kind of asked me a similar question before, and I think I didn't answer it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like how do I get in? How how do I surpass those moments of struggle? Mm-hmm. The biggest struggle that I have is myself, mm. always, mm-hmm. always. When, for example, I go, I, I think I met you at a, an, at a networking event, you know, mm-hmm. like that's how I'm getting to know people here in Miami. Right. And when I'm at these networking events, sometimes these, these inner barriers come come up, you know, like these beliefs, these core beliefs, which are the same beliefs I work with, with my clients, mm-hmm. beliefs of, our, of ourselves, you know, of myself, like maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe like these people don't know me. They, they don't, maybe they won't see the value right. that I can provide to them. Mm-hmm. Maybe... Um, you know, any, any of those kind of beliefs are my biggest barrier because the opportunity is always there. You know, I know the people are looking for ways to grow, you know, um, and if they in, if I can show them a way of growing, no, I mean, there's no reason why they wouldn't like invest in themselves. Right. right? Mm-hmm. So the, the thing more than anything is myself, you know, my inner barriers. And that's what that's that's my biggest struggle, my biggest moments of difficulty are these thoughts that come up, like, you know, what if I don't make it? You know, like, what, what if uh, by the end of, uh, I don't know, like three or four years, I feel like stuck or, or anything? And if I get stuck in those thoughts, which is the thing that I ironically help my clients with, which, which is like the inner work that I do myself, mm-hmm. if I get stuck in those thoughts, then those thoughts influence my behavior. I, became, mm-hmm. I become demotivated, mm-hmm. I become... Um, way less energized you mm-hmm. know, to get to know people. And, and you can ask my girlfriend, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm even more like tired, you know, like I feel more down. And the way I overcome that is by noticing that they're thoughts, you know, they're, they're only beliefs. They aren't necessarily true. Mm-hmm. And when I notice them as thoughts and beliefs and not as like a solid through, like truth about myself, that gives me the power to do otherwise. Right. If that makes sense. Yes,
0: of course. Now, you've come a long way from what you've told us so far. From, I guess, the person you were before to uh, to the person you are now. If you could look back and change anything, what would it be?
1: That's a great question. And I I know this may sound a little bit um, like share anything but I wouldn't change anything. I knew that was coming.
0: Because I was even gonna turn the answer the question a little bit because you know sometimes I have these moments where I'm like, okay, I want to do this now, but why didn't I think that I wanted to do this before? Because there's so many people who grow up wanting to become one thing and they become that right mm-hmm. so there's other people that have to actually go through like layers and pre- pretty much peeling themselves apart and finding out like who am I yeah. like going through like this soul searching type of process yeah. thing yeah so for me i would say that i wish that i would have listened to myself probably prior to college yes because i, I wanted to go into journalism originally right and it's funny how when I was 17 18 years old I was kind of said okay I want to go to college for journalism and stuff like that and I completely did something different and now I'm not in college for journalism but I'm kind of doing something similar to journalism I'm kind of exploring uh the identities of people living in Miami and things like that and those are the things that I would say make me the happiest especially putting uh these people on a platform and letting them showcase not only their talents and abilities, but who they are as a person. Yeah. And so that's very interesting to yeah, hear you say yeah. that, you know what I mean? So Yeah.
1: And you know. and and the reason is like because we're always, I feel like we're always building ourselves up, you know. Right. Like I don't feel like we get to a point where you say like, oh, "like this is who I'm, I who I am," and it's like a set in stone thing. Right, right. It's always, for me at least, it's always a working question, you know. Mm-hmm. Like it's always uh, a process, a development. Right. That, you know, there's always, always room to grow. Right. And you know, from where I was a long time ago and and how I am right now, mm-hmm. um, you know, at that time I didn't know like what my like what that I would be capable of doing what I'm doing now mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. I used to be super shy super stressed super anxious and I I would have lived a lot I mean I used to live a lot of, in fear you right. know like and those things sometimes come up mm-hmm. again like today right? right but I have the skill set to deal with those things you know like when I tell uh, sometimes people tell me you know like I want to meditate so I can be at peace you know mm-hmm. and I tell them that we don't meditate to make things happen, or for something to happen, we meditate to notice how things already are. Mm-hmm. You know, like and from noticing how you are right now, that's what allows you to influence and lead yourself just how you are. Right. You know, like it's more of allowing yourself to be than trying to be. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and and that's I mean, and, it, and that's the process. You know, continue to allowing yourself to be. And so, if you ask me, like, what would I have changed? Really, like because I've learned, and I've seen now that it's always been like a process right, and I have no idea how it's going to unfold, right? I can only do things now, mm-hmm. and what like all of the things that I've done like before are what have led me to today right. Gotcha. And I have no idea where I'm going to be led to in like five years from. I mean, I have like a very powerful vision, but I have no idea. That's more of like a direction Mm -hmm. than a set in stone thing that Mm -hmm. I want to happen, you know. And and I don't know how things will unfold, right? So I'm always like cultivating things here and there. But the thing that I want to say is that before, I mean, I had the skill set that I had before, you know, like, and I couldn't change the before because... I had like the mindset and the skill set that I had at the time, and I, it, like, it couldn't be otherwise. Mm-hmm. You know, just as right now, we have the skill set and mindset and, and knowledge and awareness level or consciousness level that we have right now. Right. You know, and, and how we are right now is the potential that we have right now. Right, correct. If that makes sense. Yes,
0: it does. Now, obviously, there's a lot of people who are either going to listen to this and want to do what you do. Or there are people who are on the journey into becoming a life coach themselves. What advice would you give to those people on becoming a life coach? And not only just a life coach, but the best life coach that they could possibly be.
1: You know, you make really good questions. Tried, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Tried. And that's, that's actually a great part of life coaching. You know, like yeah. coaching is all about making powerful questions. Mm-hmm. So we help people um, recognize things that they didn't notice before right. about themselves. Right. And so, the biggest advice that I could give someone who's going into life coaching is know your why, you know, like, mm. or, or notice why, not know, like, don't come up with a why, but become aware of your actual intention of doing it, you mm. know, like, and the intention is everything. It's what, re- that's part of actually what will really keep you going in, uh, in those moments of struggle. Right. I was actually speaking with a friend of mine, I mean, with, a, with one of my cousins who's also one of my best friends mm-hmm. yesterday. And we were speaking about the difference between motivation and discipline. Mm. And motivation, motivation, yes, it will get you energized. Yes, it will uh, keep you going, but mm-hmm. maybe for a day or two, right? right. And in those moments of struggle, what will keep you going is discipline. You know, just keep on going there. Because there will be moments where you won't feel motivated at all. Mm-hmm. You know? I've been to networking events where I feel unmotivated at all, where I feel like uh, a little bit anxious, a little bit, um, I don't know, like you know, like maybe not, like I just don't want to do it, but I still do it. Right. And I go there even though I don't feel like it. And that's the discipline part of it because that what, that's what will keep me moving forward. You know, there's yeah. mo- there's days that I don't wanna meditate, but I still do it, mm-hmm. like I do it every single day. Mm. And it's not really about feeling motivated all the time, it's not really about being happy all the time, but about noticing how you really are right now, you know, like, and keep on moving forward, keep right. on like evolving and, right. uh, you know, and, and, and having really patience with, you, with yourself. Mm-hmm. So if, if a life coach approaches me or someone who wants to be a life coach, I would say, um, you know, like try it out, like do things. It's tough, you know, it's tough, like starting your own business and in getting into something that you've never done before. So if you hit walls, that's, I mean, know that it's okay. It's a part of life, actually, not just in life coaching, but in anything you do, right? right. We will always hit walls and notice that the walls are almost always internal walls. Mm. They're not really an external situation. But an internal barrier, like an, a limiting belief about your capabilities, about what you can do, and about who you are. Right. So if you're able to notice that and still move forward, even though there's fear, even though there is uncertainty, a lot, believe me, a lot of uncertainty, right. just do it. You know, like practice. Right. I think one of my biggest values in life is practice. Practice and practice takes practice you know i don't like to say practice mm. takes time That's a practice cool. takes I've practice i've never
0: heard that before practice takes practice yeah. i like that i
1: mean it's practice and mm-hmm. it's always like uh, like an evolving thing you're always crafting yourself so and when you see everything in life as a practice you don't see you don't see it like as a test you right. know like so you're always learning, you know, it's always there. For me in life, there are no failures. There are, all, there are only learnings, right, you know, right. like only learnings from experience okay. and that's how you grow. Right. Because if I have a situation, if I have an inner block and I feel like I failed, just that belief that I'm failing, that will completely devastate me way more than if I see it as, okay, what am I learning from this? You know, like, what am I getting out of this? How can I do it next time? You know, like, in what ways am I growing in this situation? Mm-hmm. You know, what are the benefits, what are the opportunities here? Right. What am I recognizing about myself, about who I am? What, what am I believing about myself? Mm-hmm. You know? right. and these powerful questions allow me to you know, like, move forward.
0: How important is it for us to write down our goals?
1: Super important, mm-hmm. super, super important. Why? Because it allows you to clarify what you have in your mind, mm-hmm. right? So f- taking something from your mind into actually writing it, it's, it sounds so simple, right. so simple that I didn't use to do it, you know, because I thought, well, I have in my mind, you know, like I know what I want. Right. The moment that I write it down, it becomes way clearer. And even if I lose that paper sheet, you know, of, of goals, it's already kind of like set and done. Like I'm already like, like um, um how do you say this? I'm already, um like moving forward towards that you know like i I like i did a list of goals like months ago and i have my vision like as like as a life coach and, and how i want to be in five years and like workshops and as a speaker and you know like i have a whole like very clear vision and uh, I don't remember where it is, right? right? But the fact that I wrote it down, it really got me clear on okay, like this is what I really want, you know? Like it's kind of a reflection as well, you know? Like it it makes you become aware of what you really want, what are you really after, what's your why, you know? What's that why that's moving you forward? Mm -hmm. And and I keep on writing goals like weekly, every single week I write goals, and even though I lose those those like sheets of paper, once I sometimes I find them and I find them. All of those goals actually happen, you know, right. because I've, you know, I've made them clear and I've set myself to do them. Right. So it's, it's, it's super important to write down your goals. Yeah. That's good.
0: Now to bring it back a little bit, what are a couple of things you miss about Mexico?
1: Well, as I said before, that's a, that's a wonderful question. I mean, you're really good with questions. I, I Johnson. Try, that's that's, that's really... I'm yeah. a listener, man. <laughs> that's a very powerful skill. Uh-huh. One Thank of you. the I most needed it. today. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, as I told you before, one of my, like, biggest values in life is my family. I really love them more than anything. And just as I'm saying this, I can really feel, like, a warm sensation in my chest, in my heart. Like, right. I, I miss them a lot.
0: Well, you know what? To make this even better for you, would you like to say it in Spanish just in case that they're listening and so that they, <laughs> they understand the message that you're saying to them as well?
1: Yeah, that would be lovely. I mean, they, they, I, they have the good fortune of speaking English. Oh, Perfect. But, uh, but you know,
0: what? make make them feel at home. Yeah. You
1: know? Bueno, ellos saben que los extraño más que más que nada en el mundo son eh, todo para mí, la verdad, mis papás me dieron eh, todo en la vida, me me dieron una casa, me dieron comida, me han dado ropa, me han alimentado, me han dado educación por tanto tiempo y me han pasado sus conocimientos, sus aprendizajes. Y siempre me han encaminado, siempre con todo el amor del mundo y siempre queriendo lo mejor para mí. Aunque tal vez lo que ellos quieran para mí, lo que yo quiera para mí, tal vez en algunos tiempos de mi vida no hayan estado en línea. Siempre me empujaron hacia adelante y mis hermanas para mí son como mi equipo. este Siempre están ahí para mí, siempre me escuchan, me enseñan tanto y hasta estoy poniendo sentimental aquí. Pero en verdad son lo que más amo y lo que más extraño de, de de México, más que más que la cultura o más que un lugar en sí, es en verdad la gente. La gente que está en ese lugar ahorita para mí es lo más valioso que hay en la vida, y incluyendo es mi familia extendida, mis primos, mis tíos, este mis amigos, mis mejores amigos están ahí y son todo para mí, la verdad.
0: Right. And do you plan on going back to Mexico to visit them anytime soon?
1: Uh, Yeah, I'm going in in December, actually. Gotcha.
0: Now, what are some of the cultural differences you kind of experience from being from Mexico and being in Miami? Because Miami has a larger, I would say, uh, Cuban, Southern American, uh, Hispanic, and Latino community. Yeah. And so, what would you say, I guess, you've learned the most from other cultures? Um, things that you didn't know and also things that you may have picked up in building a better you as well
1: yes that's wonderful that's a wonderful question because from observing others is uh, that's a way a great way of like growing as a person you know not not only learning from yourself but learning from others and others successes and others mistakes you know like the whole picture so there's a lot of difference from the culture in Mexico and in Miami I, I'm gonna say one thing. I love that like there's a Latin cor- culture like uh, in Miami right. because like in a sense it makes me feel somehow at home as well. Right.
0: And I'm assuming that's one of those things one of the things that attracted you to move to Miami. Yes, as well. very,
1: very because Boston is way more mm-hmm. uh, American. way, yeah, yeah. Yeah, way more European. Right. Yes, yeah. exactly, uh-huh. exactly. Which I also love.
0: Right. Uh, yes yeah, yeah. and it's
1: a beautiful city of course. And they have a, like a beautiful culture mm-hmm. and, and very rich in right. many ways. In, edu- in education right. as well but but yeah you know the latin culture is very warm mm-hmm. so this is uh, a lot of what i love about the people here in miami of Cu- of cuban people right. and I've, I've met a lot of colombian people as well mm-hmm. and from many places and just the warmth more than anything right uh, is what i've liked the most and right. what i've learned the most from uh
0: people in here mm-hmm. um Have you tried the different foods yet? Yes, yes, I've had. Now, excluding Mexico, (laughs) because I know you're going to have a bias towards Mexico, who has the best food? Wow, that's a great question. Who
1: has the best food? Um, Oh my God, I don't know. I I mean, there's like so many, like I I feel like I couldn't have like, like like this is the best food. Right. because I think I think that depends on each person's preferences, really. Right. Uh, but I think the ones that I like the most aren't really from one place, but it's a plate. Okay. It's like any plate that has, like, for, for instance, I, I I ate at a Peruvian mm-hmm. uh, restaurant and they gave me like this chicken with rice and mm. beans, and wow, it was so Peruvian is very good
0: ceviche too. Yeah, yes. exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. But I think it's a plate, like you, you like if it, I. Regardless of if it's, like, Cuban or Peruvian or Colombian, Mm -hmm. you know, like, rice with chicken and beans, that's, like, the best for me. Here in Miami, Not like, in Mexico, it's tacos, definitely, and chilaquiles. But here, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, rice with chicken and
0: beans. Speaking about tacos, that leads into my next question. Now, Miami has a lot of taco places. Yeah. Now, being a native of Mexico, you are an expertise in tacos, I'm assuming. So, who has the best tacos?
1: (laughs) Well, I'm going to tell you the truth. I, although I, yeah, I love tacos in Mexico, uh-huh. uh, I've moved into a more healthier diet okay. from a, like a long time ago. But
0: have you tried the taco restaurants in Miami?
1: I have tried only one Which taco one? restaurant, Tacology. Oh, I've tried I yeah, Tacology yeah, the yeah.
0: Time. What do you think about their tacos?
1: I think it's very expensive. <laughs> like, I had never paid that much it uh, is. Yeah, amount of Money for like a taco, yeah, but it was really good. Like, it yeah, was it was really a very good quality of tacos. Do yeah, you I
0: think, think that here in Miami that we maybe Americanize or gentrify tacos too much? Do you think like it kind of loses its originality once it becomes sold in restaurants and things like that?
1: I think anywhere in the world, like where when you take like a culture to another place, it, it always loses some of its originality, mm-hmm. right? Some of the essence, correct always always and yes I don't think that tacos uh, I mean I've, I haven't tried a lot of them so I can't say right. a lot mm-hmm. but the ones that I've tried they're not like the same mm-hmm. as in Mexico but they do like some of them are very like uh, very similar mm-hmm. very very high quality I guess because the chefs I, I I'm imagining that they're from Mexico as right, well right. Uh, But they do are, like, the more commercial ones, like Taco Bell, that's, like, nothing at all with a taco, right? Yeah,
0: that's an insult. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like, (laughs) I've never
1: even tried them. Right, right? yeah. Yeah, No, don't, you're not missing out on but But, I mean, the more, like... There's more like local places, right. I've seen like in in, in Ocho, right. for instance, uh-huh. I've seen like more uh, local places that they look like they would have a more similar or, or, or original
0: taco, right. you know. like. And you know, I understand where you're coming from because with my family being from Haiti, a lot of people ask me all the time, oh, what's the best Haitian restaurant? But I think everybody can relate uh it doesn't matter where you're from even you being from mexico i'm pretty sure you would say hey my family's kitchen is the best restaurant that i can yeah, possibly go definitely. to definitely. you know what i mean yes like, so exactly noth- nothing tops i guess the originality of the cr- and the creativity of pretty much where you're from and who's yes. preparing it for you because even food has a story as exactly, well. exactly right? yeah 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 mm-hmm. definitely and so you mentioned that you've uh, adopted a more healthier lifestyle what is uh, excuse me a more healthier eating habit yeah uh, what do you eat now like what does your diet consist of and things like that
1: you know it, that's a great question because it's been uh, it's been a whole journey on, on the diet and stuff right. and I've never actually done a diet mm-hmm. never in my life mm-hmm. like a, like a like a set diet right it's, it's been part of the process of getting to know myself okay. and getting to know how food affects my thoughts, my behaviors, and my emotions, right? right? Mm-hmm. For instance, when I eat like a very big piece of meat, a ribeye, which is part of like my favorite plate mm-hmm. as well, right after I, ate, I, after I eat it, I feel uh way de-energized because my body takes a lot of energy to process the meat right right? and so my thoughts become way more like lazy you know like Mm -hmm. my thinking deteriorates Mm -hmm. a lot i'm not as sharp in the moment as i could be if i had like a salad or or something Mm -hmm. that makes me feel lighter and more energized Mm -hmm. and then i'm like the work the quality of my work like uh drops as well right So I've, it's not like a particular uh, set of like foods that I eat, but I'm focusing on eating things that for like, for my body particularly, that my body particularly receives better. Mm. And that makes me feel energized. Right. So I don't, I never ever like, uh, or I haven't like, uh, how do you say this? I haven't um, like, I'm not in an obsessive way. Like, like, you know prevented any kind of specific food for myself Mm -hmm. so it's been more of of like you know what makes me feel good what will make me energized and and operate well and work you know energized right Okay. yeah yeah
0: well Eugenio thank you so much for kind of spending this time with me today and uh introducing yourself to more and more people who are going to be interested in hearing your story where can the people find you at social media wise or uh, email, phone number, if you want to give that out. Yeah, How yeah. How can the people reach you to contact you about life coaching and maybe better even guidance as well? Yeah,
1: thank you. Well, first of all, thank you, Johnson, for inviting me. This oh, has been like man. an amazing experience, and you're really uh, like a warm person and very welcoming. Thank and you, likewise, this, my friend. Yeah, and this will be. I mean, this is an amazing project. Thank and, you. Uh, and the fact that you're here, like giving your time and your yourself right. to people and, and to guidance and you know. Right. It's amazing, really. Thank you. Thank you Congratulations, really. Thank you. And uh, so, if anyone wants to find me, um, there, I have this web page called profoundlives.org. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's my web page. I have uh, uh, you can schedule an appointment through there. Mm-hmm. I have videos and content and, and on YouTube content provided through there, but right. my YouTube channel is Profound Lives okay. as well, mm-hmm. and my Instagram is Eugenio Garibay or Eugenio Garibay, mm-hmm. whatever right. <laughs> works for you better, <laughs> and uh, and my my email, personal email is Eugenio, that's E-U-G-E-N-I-O, at Profoundlives.org, and my cell phone is 617-899-4593, Perfect. and I'm more than happy to work with anyone who's looking to invest in themselves, look, uh, get to know themselves a little bit better right. at a deeper level and transcend their inner limits, really.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much, my friend.
1: Thank you, Johnson.